Merry Christmas, podcast friends. This is Angelisa Chandler, Biblical Counselor and Care Ministry Associate here at New Vision Baptist Church, and it's Christmas Day. I'm a little bit nervous because, goodness, I have a big day to be on the podcast. So I'm not sure where everybody is today. Um, if you're listening to this live, you may be sitting in your living room in your pajamas with a messy living room and pa- wrapping paper everywhere um, as you're sipping hot cocoa and watching your kids play. Maybe you're in the car headed to grandma's with some loud kids in the back seat. Or maybe you're going to work this today because you have to work on Christmas or maybe coming home from a night shift or cooking in your kitchen. Whatever the scenario that you're doing today, I'm just so thankful that I get to spend a few minutes with you to encourage you today and give you some truths from God's word. Well, if you're following us um, in John Piper's Advent series, we are on day 16. And it is interesting how John Piper actually uses a title today called God's Most Successful Setbacks. That's a very interesting title, right? And um, when I first read that, I was like, wow, what, what is John Piper talking about? But this is so true and such a great thing to talk about on Christmas because we are not much different than those Israelites back in ancient um, Bible history. And what do I mean by that? Well, man, if we think back through the history of the Bible, we know that God had promised the Messiah from the very beginning. That God had given us a promise that he would send a king to to give us a, a new kingdom and that Jesus would come and be the Messiah to save us and give us the hope for, for a future, right? A future in heaven with him forever, which he did, but it wasn't exactly what they thought it would look like. Many of the Jewish people at that time thought that the, the coming Messiah was going to be a conquering political king that would overturn their oppressors and take over the kingdom so that the Israelites would be in power. So they were very confused when Jesus came as a humble servant and was given to Mary and Joseph, who, goodness, at the beginning of his life, nobody had room for even him in that day. And so he was born in a manger Um, amongst the animals. That is not exactly the start to that kind of conquering king that they thought would come, but it is exactly how God planned it. And here's the thing. We often twist everything. You think about the commercialism um, and just our culture and what it's done to Christmas. We think that you have to have extravagant gifts and tons of people and places to go. And we think that Christmas needs to be the hustle and bustle time of the year when truly is that what Christmas is about? We as Christians do this with so many words. One of those words is blessings. So when we think about blessings, because often that's what we're looking at for Christmas, right? Like where are our blessings? And a lot of times we think of those things as things that make us better, things that would help us in the world, right? So we say, I'm so thankful for that Christmas bonus, hashtag blessings, right? But is that really what a blessing is? Well, Jesus, when he was teaching and preaching before he went to the cross, He gave a sermon called the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5. And I'm going to read a little bit of that to you to show you what Jesus or how Jesus defined a blessing. This is what he says in Matthew chapter 5. I'm reading from the NIV starting in verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they'll be comforted. 
Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who are hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they'll be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Well, goodness, that is totally not what we think blessings are, right? Jesus is saying blessings are being poor, mourning, those who are persecuted, those who are insulting you. That's when we should feel blessed. Now, why would he say that? We think about Jesus' life and why he came and why he's saying these things. Isn't it a blessing when we realize we need the Father? In all those ways, God can use us in a mighty way when we're in a humble state and we actually surrender to God's plans and God's ways. Well, the same is true for Christmas. What is it about for us? It is, about, is it about what we can give to others and what people give to us? Or is it what God gave to us? And how God gave us the ultimate gift of a Savior who could live a life that we couldn't live, who would pay a debt that we could not pay so we can have the hope of eternal life in heaven with him with no more crying, no more tears, no more pain, back to the original way that God had always wanted to have a relationship with us. So let's finish by reading, like in John Piper's um, Advent book, Philippians 2, but I'm going to start a little bit early. I'm going to start in verse 3 and we'll read to verse 11 as we think about this idea of Christmas and how Jesus came. So what are we called to do? How are we to look at Christmas? And I think this is going to help us see that God wants us to remember why Jesus came and who Jesus is so we can be in awe of what God did for us when he sent his son on Christmas Day. So if you will, open Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 3, and I'm reading again from the NIV. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility. Consider others better than yourself. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Man, God sent Jesus as our Savior, humble and obedient to death, so we can have salvation and be justified enough to be able to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. So guys, no matter where you're at today, 
I just pray that you can actually be in awe of God and how he fulfilled his promise by sending Jesus to us. And we can celebrate that today as we remember what Christmas really means to us. I love you guys. I just pray you have a Merry Christmas and we'll see you tomorrow on the podcast. Bye.